Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you here again. Uh, Lee Pettijohn here. Jeffrey David Roth here. Also, also with us here today. Loving it. All right. So I want to. <laughs> we are loving Love it. it. <laughs> All right. So to start off, I want you guys to think about a lock. I don't know if you can look at a door that's got a lock on it or think about your locker, but try to think about what the purpose of a lock is. Um, and then also try to think of the places that we use them. So places like uh, banks or, um, you know, your own house or like businesses, lockers, bathrooms, your bike, your bike, um, even things like website username and passwords, like those can yeah. be considered locks also. Um, and so I want you to think about those things, uh, what their purpose is, and then we will, we will get into our next I am statement here in just a second. But just to recap, uh, last time we talked about Jesus's statement of I am the light of the world. And we kind of reckon that back to John's understanding of God using the word light as one of the first things that he created. And he did that to illuminate like everything that he did. And that was, that was important to him. And so the first thing that he created was light. And so Jesus, when he said, I am the light of the world, was, uh, was even going back to that same kind of sentiment. And also in that, it's not just that he's the light, but he's telling us, he's telling people, he said, you're in darkness without me. If you don't have me, you're living in the darkness. But he doesn't stop there. He's saying, I am the light, so I can help with that darkness that you're in. And then once you have me, Jesus is saying, I am the light. Once you have me in your life, you can now see to move about your, you can see your surroundings, you can move about them, and you can carry out tasks and abilities and you know, gifts that he's given you in order to use those uh, kind of in his own, in his own way. Um, anything, anything to add about that? Got it, man. All right. Nailed it. So, so this week we are going into the I am statement of I am the gate for the sheep. And you can find that in John 10 verse 7. It says, those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant, so he explained it to them. I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. And so uh, I want to talk, I want to have Jeff kind of give a little bit of a background about like the history of a gate uh, with regard to sheep, which is what he's referring to in this time. So just kind of getting a picture yeah uh, like like we know what like we know what a gate is like a gated community or a gate in a fence um but yeah. what like how is jesus using it like give us a give us a picture a mental picture of why why a gate would be important for jesus to use well i mean even if you're in a on more land you probably there's even if your animals have like a lot of space to roam, there's still going to be some sort of fence around it to keep them in. To, to keep them in. Okay. And uh, at the same time, there's got to be some sort of entrance for the non-animal 
to be able to make it in uh, or easy for you to get in versus like having to hop the fence per se every time, which you could still okay. do, but like a gate is helpful uh, for that reason. So it's kind of the same picture <clears throat> when we drive down like Highway 19 and we see farms and, you know, there's there's barbed wire fences, but then there's a gate right. to it. Like that's, it's still the same. Right. And most likely the one who's the owner of all those things knows how to get in. Okay. Um, the correct way without getting hurt. <laughs> but gotcha. also at the same time, it's, I mean, there's more urbanized concept of it too, because a lot more... In other parts of the world, I guess it's the same way in urban areas where there's more people, densely packed people, where there's lots of animals too within the city, goats or whatever, or whatever pigs. Okay. Um, and it's the same thing for those times too, where there was probably, depending on how much money you had to, uh, it, you're going to have a similar thing where there's going to be kind of a, some sort of fence, maybe it's more of walls perhaps but then there's almost some sort of entrance a gate um, to be able to get into so like we see so like we see cats roaming or dogs like <laughs> roaming the neighborhood are you saying like back then the city and the urban areas even had like people's own sheep and goats mm -hmm. like roaming the streets and yeah i mean that was part of why they probably had a, like a gated area was to be able to minimize the amount of just roaming. Okay. Uh, I think if you had more land, your animals probably had more freedom to roam, but if you're in an urban area, you probably depended on having something. Okay. To, so you didn't have animals, like your animals roaming all throughout the city. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah. free range. So things like sheep, yeah. Free range versus just, I mean, Keep it, keeping them in your own yard, I guess, is, right. is yeah. what, like a backyard that has a gate to it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, could G So with regard to this, could Jesus be alluding here that their security should be wrapped up in him? Like, is that what he was trying to get across? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's getting across security. For sure, like your security is going to be found within within him, and this is where it's going to be tricky to to not get in too much with the the other I am statement with I am the good shepherd, right? <laughs> too, because that's the contrast that he's bringing up with I am the good shepherd. Like he's bringing up the good shepherd is the one that's laying down his life for them in contrast to the ones who were trying to seek and destroy and to get in and to, um, like he's kind of really separating and make, making a distinction between uh, who should be there who, and who should be there and who should, like, let me put something before you that should hopefully be really, really clear. Do you want somebody who's there who's going to lay down their life for you or somebody who's trying to kill you? Okay. You know? Okay. So why, I guess, why the phrase, uh, those who come in through me will be saved? Like, are they, are they coming into his backyard through him? I mean, in that, in that sense? I think, 
And I feel like you've used this before with like with the youth group of people who know you know how to get into your house. Or right. they know like your house uh, has a door, obviously. <laughs> and those who like thieves or people who want to do harm are most likely not going to try to enter into your home through your door. Mm-hmm. You know, like or not enter in the way that they should enter but, through the door. Right, right. And so that's part of that aspect of like going through this door is an indicator that you're supposed to be there. And so Jesus in a way is saying that like I'm supposed to be here and through me you're supposed to be here so it, in a way. So it de- we talked about security, but we definitely, I mean, it sounds, it sounds to me like it's definitely a thought of protection. My kids are protected, obviously, by the doors that are in my house. But more to the point, I am the protector of those doors. Like it's my responsibility or Keely's responsibility to lock those doors at night and to keep safe you know, the those people who are supposed to be there, right? The people who are in there, like if I don't lock the door, then I personally am giving access to other people, like easily getting into my house. Right. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we've seen miracles in the past for the different I am statements, you know, for, uh, for the bread, we saw Jesus very clearly having a miracle of feeding 5,000 people. And so he did that. They followed him. They wanted more bread. He said, I know you're desiring more bread, but I am the bread of life. And then he talked, you know, then he healed a blind man. Um, and he made the statement, I am the light of the world. So he, so he had another miracle in healing the blind man. In this situation, just shed some light on this. I didn't see like a right. Shed some light. I didn't see a a miracle per se uh, that was so blatant as the first two. But is there one that John's like trying to hint at? I think. I think he's linking. He's still in the same headspace of the healing of the blind man. Okay. And that's connected with... Yeah, how, like, how, how is healing a blind man connected to Jesus saying, I'm the gate? So chapter 9 ends with, Those of the Pharisees who were with him heard these things and said to him, Are we also blind? And Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say, We sin, and your sin remains. And then it moves on to this, chapter 10 now. So what, we've been talking like okay. So then the link in the middle of chapter ten is then there arose a division again among the Jews because of the because of these words, which Jesus is commenting about. I am the gate and I am the good shepherd and things of that sort. And many of them said, He has a demon and is mad. Why do you listen to him? Others said, These are not the sayings of one possessed with a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? So that's there's. It's hyperlinking us back to like they're still on this conversation about this blind man okay um, that was healed and so and Jesus is making the point you're you still don't see because you're not buying into like who 
I'm saying that I am. Okay. Right? We're still on this, like, and the, the, the divisions are getting sharper and intenser. More, the, they're intensifying as the narrative keeps going on and on. Um, and so we're still on this, like, if you don't see, you're still in your unbelief. Okay. And so now he's on to this concept of, I am the gate, I am the good shepherd, like, this concept. And it may not sound like it's kind of connected, but I mean, if you kind of think about it too, like, a sh like what's a shepherd doing within, sheep aren't blind, but they still need some sort of guide, guide right? They need, gu like, you're deferring, sheep aren't necessarily thinking about this, but if you wanted to personify them, like they're kind of... Okay, they're so... They're needing a guy, like, they're almost like a blind person. So, so I think, so I think, I think it's in John where he alludes to someone that's in darkness will still do the things that they want to in the darkness. Right. Is that in John or is mm -hmm. that somewhere else? Yep. Okay, so... So you've got a person who <clears throat> is walking in darkness. Jesus says, I am the light. And they're like, nope, I'm, I'm much more comfortable in this dark place. Mm -hmm. And so then, then they still do the deeds that are dark, which then he goes into anyone who sneaks over. And this is in chapter 10, verse 1. I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. So it seems like the, the people, the Pharisees, or anybody who's still walking in darkness are trying to persuade others and say, look, this, you know, this isn't the person that you're looking for. And Jesus is like, they're already mine. Yeah. Okay. And so that's where he's getting into, I am the gate, because those people who take me as their bread, those people that see me as their light, those people are my sheep and I'm protecting them. Right. So quit trying to hop over the fence and trying to take them from me. <laughs> Do you think, <clears throat> is it his intention that he wants to take away their darkness? and still take away their light. I mean, he's not he's not trying to say those people that see my light immediately, you know, are are mine and now that if you don't see it immediately, you're you're always going to be in darkness. Yeah, he would never I don't think that's never on his radar of nobody's beyond the scope of God's reach. Like there's not a decisive decisive moment like in the here and the now of like you're beyond the pale of like right you're you're forever going to be cast into this darkness that'll happen at some point but right now like that's not the case of of what of the point that he's making so maybe his gateness uh of what he's speaking of here is not maybe he's trying to allude to even not i'm trying to keep what i have safe and that's and that's a portion of what I'm calling myself as a gate, but it's also, it's like my gate is accessible to everyone else. You know, like he's trying to persuade them. It's like, please come in through the gate. Right. Please. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. 
And I think that, again, like he's trying to really set it up of, and all the I am statements are kind of building off of each other too, and that's why it's so key, the contrast between I am the good shepherd, this is what the good shepherd does, and he's listing all these different things, and then the highlight of it all is that I lay down my life for my sheep. Like that stands in huge contrast to his his statement of of look in comparison of of those who are trying to seek and destroy. Like do you see like almost trying to make it as clearly trying to make it as clear as he can of do you see death life? Right. <laughs> can you see it like can you see it? Do you see it in me of right now like I and so about life and your life that I'm willing to give my own life in contrast to the ones who are out there trying to, lurking in the dark, who are trying to take gotcha. your life. You know, that's, uh, like he's really trying to set it up as clearly as possible to, like I really hope that you can latch hold of this and take hold of, of who I say that I am. And I think that leads, we only have a couple more minutes, but something that I wanted to get across here is he's, he is consistently, I guess, I guess Jesus is consistently wanting people to believe in him. You know, that's, that was, that was much of his focus is that these people were hurting, you know, not only because they were occupied by a different territory, which is which is hurting in and of itself, but, but they were hurting. They were, it's like they were being hurt by the Romans by being occupied, but then they were also being hurt by the Pharisees who were like, you know, you're putting these kinds of strains on us that I guess, I guess we're really trying to, you know, we're really trying to uphold, but I, I feel like you're just making it so difficult that, you know, average Joe, you know, Israelite right now I'm having a really tough time like getting into your good graces. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- is that fair? And so, yeah. and so Jesus is bringing like a breath of fresh air saying, I'm here for you and I am, I am a, I am bread for you. I am light for you. I am a gate and I will protect you. And it's, it's based on me, mm-hmm. not on what you're doing. Right. And so Jesus is a lot of what Jesus is saying is he wants, he wants to people to believe in him, but um, as you, the listener, something that I wanted to get across too is we talked about it in the intro, but John's purpose for writing this book was very much to the point of he wanted people to believe in Jesus and he was a witness to that. So a couple, a couple verses that I wanted to, to just go through here before we, before we end up is, uh, in John four forty two. Uh, he writes down, it's no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves and we know that this is indeed the savior of the world. So I know for me personally, like I love this message because I want to tell people to believe. But what I want more than that is for the people that listen to say, I'm not only taking it on your word now, I have seen what Jesus is doing through these scriptures and I have seen the good that he's trying to offer and now I believe for ourselves. I mean that's mm-hmm. 
And so, and so if you look at like, I am the bread in you know, chapter six, verse 69, Peter says, we believe and we know that you are the Holy one of God. And after he says, I am the light in chapter eight, verse 30, it says, then many who heard him say these things believed in him. And then the blind man in chapter nine, verse 38 says, yes, Lord, I believe in the son of man. And then at this point, uh, chapter 10, verse 42, um, it says, and many who were there believed in Jesus. And so that's, I just wanted to get across that point of, you know, I'm really enjoying going through these I am statements, but the thing that I really want to impart to you is that I believe that Jesus is the Christ. He is the son of God. What I want more through this is to be a witness to that. And then through that, then you will have that same uh, believe, believingness, believability. I don't even know. What's the word? That you'll, belief. belief. Yeah. Thank you. The, yes, that you will have that belief in Christ also. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. So anyway, sure good to talk to you guys again. Like I said, if you guys have any questions, uh, always look forward to answering those. But um, otherwise, we'll see you uh, later. And we'll... Until next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. All right. Bye, guys. Have a good week. Peace.